From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. The Ring Podcast. Post-game. Loss to the Islanders. Loss. It took me a little bit while to call in. Sorry about that because uh, I was just flabbergasted on Twitter, venting in frustration. The Rangers with a two-goal lead at the two periods, give up three goals, lose the lead um, in the third period to the Islanders, and not only they had two points go, they had two points at the end of two basically. And fourth, they just lost it all. They didn't even get into the overtime. Um, the defense on this team is very suspect. Um, I mean, the, the team. Here's the thing. Here's what worries me. We've got RP, got Glenn with us. Let's bring them on. Because what worries me with this team now that I'm seeing it is that it's not the Rangers have time to gel and all that, but. Teams in our division have gotten better or have played better, including the Islanders, the Devils as well. Uh, out of the three teams in the tri in, in the uh, tri state, the Rangers are actually third in points. The Devils are in first. The Islanders right now are ahead of the, the Rangers. Um, that Jimmy VC breakaway and not com- converting on that gave the Islanders a little bit of life and more room to come back and catch up. RP, what's up, man? Oh, I got Glenn with us. Oh my God, that, that's a tough loss, dude. What's up, man? How you doing? All uh, right, doing good. Yeah, that, that's a that's a crappy loss, and everything you said is right. That we've been talking about the poor defense all year and the turnovers. I mean, 14 seconds into the third period, you want a momentum change. I mean, you, they they every time the Rangers turn the puck over, it winds up in the back of the net. It's amazing. And uh, on that last goal. I don't know what the hell Truber and Miller were looking at and how we got that open. They were worried about a tripping penalty. Play the game. Don't worry about the whistles. Not peewee hockey here. That that was just a horrible play. Horrible mm-hmm. play. And, uh, you know, there's a lot wrong with the team with the defense. Uh, with Jim Avis, he's a good hockey player. But when this season started, he was on a PTO and no one knew if he was going to make the team. And now 14, 15 games into the season, you're telling me he's on the second line? Uh, it, there's a problem. If, if that's mm-hmm. what the coach is trying to set an example or, or, or make people aware, that there's a real tough way to do it for all three periods. Even though it was working out and, it, and he was getting some shots and all, he is not a top-tier player, and he just shouldn't mm-hmm. be put up there. You know, you want to keep Kreider on the third line to, to prove a point, that's, that's fine. But there are so many things going wrong with this team right now. Even masked by some of their wins, you, you almost don't know where to start. I start with the defense, man. It's a little suspect. And this goes back to the Red Wing game, the Bruin game before that. We'll, we'll talk about that, RP. Um, I have my concerns, man. Uh, let's get Glenn on and then let him fire away and we'll go back to you, RP. Uh, Glenn... <laughs> That's a tough loss, man. Well, I think we need to leave the guard. Matter of fact, Scott's at the guard, and he's bringing all these losses. No, shout out to Scott. <laughs> happy, ber- happy belated to Scott, by the way. His birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday to uh, Scott. Well, we've got to put the jingle for him officially. Hold on. Give me a second. Um, uh, get him. Give him. Happy birthday. All right. Give him for Scott. Go ahead, Glenn. Glenn That's it. Oh, that was brief. That was, that was pretty brief. <laughs> Well, we lost. Though. If we, we were playing, oh yeah, Scott, happy birthday. I, in capital letters, I can't believe they blew this game. Um, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, and and I don't want to overreact, but this is a team last year that uh, was never out of a game in the third period, if we recall. Mm-hmm. No quit in New York, remember? Right. And right. the third periods for this team, not just in the last three games, but, you know, like RP said, even in some of their wins over the course of, of, of the the season so far, um, 
it's like no lead is safe. And the 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 breakdowns on defense, the the loss of concentration and and composure, uh, you know, concentration when everybody's looking for, like RP said, the penalty to be called, and uh, they leave Anders Lee out uh, open in front of the net. Uh, there's just so much wrong defensively with this team right now. And we talked about this even last year uh, and we were impressed with how they tightened it up toward the end of the season and the playoffs. Um, But this team defense is just totally unraveling. I mean, they're, they're out of position um, that, that the goal right at the beginning of the, the third period um, we got two guys going behind the net. We got another guy out front, out of position, swatting at the puck. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, they just seem so out of sync right now defensively. Um, and uh, the thing that we had last year at this time that we're not getting right now is Igor bailing them out. And I'm not worried about Igor again. I'm trying to not overreact about all of this. It's early in the season. But uh, we didn't expect Igor to necessarily be able to do what he did last year. But Igor is really not bailing him out like he did, uh, you know, last year early in the season. And uh, there's just a, a lot of things that have to be uh, have to be tightened up, and I'm sure we'll, we'll cover it all. Right. RP, is this a fair question that if we – okay, there's a little bit of a trend I'm noticing because I know some hockey guys are shots on goal type of guys where if we get a lot of volume shots, not necessarily high-quality shots, it works to the team's advantage. Not saying the Rangers, but just the team in general. But but are we going away, or are going away from what we kind of do – all around as far as hockey, because I think the way the roster is constructed, you know, offensively, defensively, and, and, and goalie, uh, goaltending in the net, if, if everything is on par with all three phases, and power play, the power play has always, you know, kind of been our, you know, our get out of jail car for, per se. But as far as if things whole serve uh, with the shots on goal, um, but, but does that play to our disadvantage because we get sloppy? With like okay, thirty nine, forty shots on goals tonight, but we like you meant like you guys mentioned the turnovers go up too, and we get weaker on defense. Do you prefer that with this roster as you're seeing it, or you want to wait it out to see how it goes later in the season? Because I think that's a, I really think that's a fair question. I I held my my tongue for about a week about this, but after that Boston game, especially in the third period, and then again in the third period again tonight with the Islanders. Oh, you go back to the Red Wing game. Same shit. <laughs> like, we mm-hmm. get sloppy when we try to play faster or try to light up, you know, shots on goals. Where, where if, if, what are your thoughts on that, man? Because I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. You too, Glenn, after that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, the shots on the shots on goal is always a, a misleading stat. You can have 40 <laughs> shots on goal and they're all perimeter shots. You can have 40 shots on goal but no rebound shots. In today's NHL, these goalies are going to stop the straight-on shots 95% of the time. The Rangers don't have anybody standing near the blue paint other than Lafreniere, and that was after the coach chewed them out for not doing it. They don't have – Kreider has not been that gritty, I'm going to stand in your face kind of hockey player this season. He's been standing more off to the side trying to get those pretty deflections that he got last year that aren't working this year. Nobody's standing in front of the net. You're not getting secondary scoring. You're not getting secondary rebounds. Mm-hmm. So 40 shots on goal is good, but against a goalie that we played tonight, you see how Tito scored his goal today. The goaltender was moving to his left. Tito put the puck to his right. It was a long-range shot. It was a bang-bang shot. That's what the Rangers need to start doing, getting all these <clears throat> crash-the-net kind of shots on goal. They just don't seem to be getting high-quality chances. You know, they're, they're shots on net, and then there's high-quality shots on net, and then they're scoring goals. The Rangers are in the, the, the last in that category. So, and, and there are other problems you just don't know for this entire season how to play a 60-minute game. Now, I don't know if it's because they get so cocky that they have such good first periods lately or good enough to still be in the game and getting some shots on net that they get cocky, but they don't carry that over for three periods. 
but now you're not playing. You're getting all these shots, but you're not getting any, or a lot of goals, I should say. And then on top of that, you're playing poor defense. And it's not because they're getting all these shots on net. They're just not a good defensive team. The Islanders, how many times you saw tonight, were able to cycle around them, keep beat them to loose pucks. The Rangers are in this mode where they don't want to give up possession of the puck, but sometimes, damn it, you got to chip the puck out of your end and then go pursue it. Here the Rangers try to get fancy in their own end. They try to make the damn cross-ice pass up the middle. It gets deflected. Uh, it doesn't work at all. And either way, the other team winds up with the puck. They're not – this is not last year's hockey team, regardless when you read on Twitter or in the papers. You know, it, it's more or less the same team as last season. Physically they are. On paper they are. But they're not playing the way they played last season. I think they're expecting more than they're working for. And that that's a problem. You know, for the coach to have to make all these drastic changes. And they still got shots on goal, which, yes, is a good thing because you need to get shots on goal. But it's not like when you're in the middle of getting mm-hmm. shut out in a game and you're trying to get that goal and you shoot from anywhere. You don't. You, you shouldn't have to do that when it's a 0-0, a one-goal game or something like that. And I just don't understand the mentality of, of their play right now in, in all three of zones. And then also, we'll go to Glenn. Also, RP, the overtime session is when we get into these, okay, we fumbled the puck bag in the uh, regulation, right? <laughs> overtime mm-hmm. last year, we were fantastic. Like, I, like, I, like, I looked at the overtime, the last couple of overtimes on the home ice, and we usually got out of that with a two-point win. But uh, not going in our favor, you know. I thought this, you it's know, the even same problem, game, all right, we, right, right. It's just it's still the same problem. It's the same exactly. problem, but but with more with more ice. But it's mm-hmm. still not they're still not chipping the puck out. They they don't want to give up the puck, and then over time, I I understand that. But they're running around in their own end, and when it's three on three, there's just too much ice out there, mm-hmm. and and then we're losing yeah. games. And and we're not a good home team this year at all compared to last year, and this. This is the worst part of the whole – this is the worst part because, remember, at the end of the season when there's a lot more road games, you're going to wish you had more of these points back if it's a close race. And mm-hmm. you can't get these points back. That That is the killer out of all of this. You know, if you were losing a lot of these games on the road, you'd probably say, well, let's get back to home ice and we'll readjust and all. But you're losing these games. You're losing these one-goal games all on home ice. You lost an Islander team tonight that you have a two-goal lead that was coming off – back uh, a game last night when they were down two or three goals and came back and won. You have to mm-hmm. find a way and learn how to finish an opponent off. You know, 3-1 needed to be 4-1 or 5-1, and it wasn't, and then one turnover is 3-2, and, and it becomes quicksand, and, and then you can't, get, you can't get out of your own way. But that last goal, and I know, and I'm already on Twitter, guys, and I could see it, oh, the referee boot a call. Yeah, it was a tie game. It was a horrible call. Where was the defense? The Islanders kept playing until they heard a whistle, but the Rangers didn't. Mm-hmm. How does Lee get that open under five minutes in your own end? What were they all looking right. for? Whistle and stop skating. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. bang, they got the puck to him. Even Zimbabwe did it. He had his hand up. He was staring at the referee. The Islanders battled for the puck. Bang, bang, it's in the net. So you, you can blame a bad call, and it was a horrendous in the score. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, you really can't blame the loss on it. you got to blame the five guys on the ice that stop playing. Mm-hmm. Play the whistle. We've learned that from peewee hockey. Play and mm-hmm. hear a whistle and then go bitch to the referee. So that that's just how I look at today's loss. I agree, bro. And, Glenn, we go back to you because, um, I mean, not just our squad, but you could probably, probably apply this to a lot of teams this year who we thought weren't going to be good. And they just – I mean, hockey is just a unique sport like that. You just it's, – it's more like Powerball, like the lottery, New York, New Jersey lottery, man. Like, you just don't know, man. Like, like we thought this roster was red. I mean, it, it probably still is, but – a lot of these other, I think it's more so the other teams are playing well, and I'm hoping they fizzle off. Where the Rangers haven't, like they haven't played their best hockey since opening night. 
And I'm not saying that game took a lot out of them. I mean, this is a professional hockey club, as you already know, Glenn and RP. You guys watched a combined what, 100 plus years of hockey. Like, yep. I mean, the defense. Like, I don't understand how the defense is just as bad. I mean, I, it was bad last year, but I think, like you said, Igor did bail them out a lot. And I think Igor, there's some things, some goals Igor would like to have back, and that happens. But the defense has got to step up. It has to. We got Blazes. Blay is not no longer, um, you know, injured. You know, with the ACL injury, and you have you have your forwards intact. So, you know, you know, Lindgren's been in and out of the lineup. But what else? What could they do to tighten this up, Glenn? Especially at home. You know, I mean, one of the things we we thought at the end of last season was that. This was a real smart team. They really had a lot of hockey sense, and I'm feeling that a lot of that is missing right now. Um, they just don't seem to be making a lot of smart plays. Uh, you know, like RP said, they don't want to chip the puck out. They want to, you know, take the risk of, of keeping possession and, and trying to get out of the zone. Um, f- for me, um, I mean, I think a lot. they're getting shots blocked. They're winding up for shots and then changing their mind because, you know, it's going to get blocked. I mean, I think that's some of the problem uh, with Kreider besides maybe his positioning and himself not uh, really putting his nose in there like he did last year. But, um, you know, I mean, teams teams are keying on, on that uh, shot from uh, Zavanajad at the left circle. So many of those are getting blocked or going wide or he changes his mind and, and passes back off to somebody else. Um, you know, even tonight, uh, I think it was on the uh, the Trocheck goal, uh, Zabanajad went to shoot from his spot there, changed his mind, gave it to Panarin. Panarin did shoot, and then, you know, the Mayfield knocked the puck out of uh, Varlamov's glove, and Trocheck was able to pounce on it. But, I mean, I think they're just not playing – smart you know they're they're being a little bit too risky they're taking shots that at least watching on tv seems that they're clearly not going to get through um and when you when you add that up with the turnovers with i mean i just feel like i'm seeing a lack of concentration um i don't want to say they're not working hard but sometimes they're not working hard enough uh, to win puck battles in the corners and by the boards and especially in their own zone. Um, I mean, I think they're, I don't want to, I mean, it's just like they're playing stupid hockey right now, you know. They, they, they have their good periods like they did tonight in the second period. Uh, but, I mean, the third periods, I, I, I don't understand how that's happening in the third periods, how, how you're not – especially when you got a lead or you're in a tie game. They were in that Boston game going to the third, and then it just, like, fell apart toward the end. Um, mm-hmm. The Detroit game, you're up 2 nothing. You can't blow a 2 nothing lead to Detroit, no matter how well Detroit's playing this year. Um, and then to, you know, blow a two-goal lead going into third, give one up 14 seconds into the third period, um, you know, just put them on their heels right away. And uh, I, I, I just think they got to refocus. I, sometimes they just seem to lose focus to me. And, uh, you know, you look at this team on paper, this team should be competing. Uh, now, one thing I will say, you know, and Steve, you had mentioned about, you know, some of the teams are, look at the Islanders, look at the Devils, look at Detroit playing better, uh, look at Boston, who, mm-hmm. you know, was the team that I thought was the most vulnerable maybe, um, in the Atlantic division that made the playoffs last year that, that might not. Um, but look at how they're playing. Um, but then you look at other teams. Washington's not playing well. Pittsburgh's not playing well. Uh, Calgary right. keeps getting beat by the Devils. <laughs> uh, Tampa's not off to a good start. Toronto's not off to a good start. So weird. <laughs> I don't want to overreact because there's a lot of teams in, in the league that – we expected to be top teams that are not off to good starts. And, you know, I think over the course of uh, an 82-game schedule, uh, everything's going to kind of wind up the way it should be. You might get a surprise team here or there. But, um, I mean, I, I haven't watched the Devils a lot, but I don't know that I have a lot of confidence that this is sustainable for them. Uh, same with Detroit. I mean, Detroit has improved, but we're not even 20 games into the season yet. So, 
I, I really kind of feel that things are going to balance out and be a little more uh, uh, the way we think they should be, um, you know, within a matter of another, I don't know, a couple of weeks or a month. And, you know, you can talk about that old thing about uh, that the playoffs are set by who's in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving that, you know, usually kind of works out that way. But um, the league just seems to be upside down right now. The, the teams that we didn't think were going to be that good or maybe just improved <laughs> are, are overproducing. And the teams that we thought were going to be near the top are, are underproducing. So is that something that's going to go on all year? I think we all agree it's probably not. Uh, but uh, So I don't want to overreact to this, but um, there, there's just some disturbing trends that we're seeing with this team right now. And uh, the more points they give away, the harder it's going to be in March. So they got to really address this right away. They got a lot of games. I think seven of the next nine are on the road for the rest of the month. You know, maybe being on the road will help them to uh, kind of bond and talk and uh, refocus their game. But, uh, you know, they can't let this go on for much longer. Oh, they definitely can. You're absolutely correct. Uh, I'm cool with the hitting RP, like, you know, in the boards or, you know, fighting for the pug. I know you still got to dig the pug, but as far as the initial approach with Sammy Blake, I think he's, you know, on that bottom line doing his thing. Uh, we saw the return of Philip Hedo, and you saw him get that goal, and they had a nice uh, shift on that uh, that goal right there. Uh, they had two power play goals tonight. So, you know, the power play is always kind of – it seems like it's – for this unit, and I hope knock on wood, I better make sure I don't jinx that. You know, they've been kind of saving our five-on-five because five we – what, I say probably the bottom or the top third – part of the uh, pack when it comes to five-on-five hockey, which offensive we mm-hmm. need to still grow. We still have to grow there. Uh, Zach Jones tonight, if you, you know watched him play, what are your thoughts on him? You saw Kratzoff tonight return. I, I'm surprised he didn't get it injured, you know? I mean, he didn't see a lot of ice time tonight. <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, he's... he's, he's <laughs> yeah, let's check the let's check the probably got yeah, hurt putting it on the probably or just looking at the Broadway hat. Yeah. But anyway. Um, jersey of them. Yeah, I know, right? He's like a dislocated shoulder, shoulder putting on the jersey. Uh, Hedo uh, was bad with the faceoffs tonight. If you want to talk about that or anything, uh, you want to, uh, you know, anything else you want to add? Uh, Chochek, um, you know, you know, he, that's what he does. He's been winning those battles as well. Got you the goal. Offense is not necessarily the problem. It's really the defense, honestly. Just to they, they got to send a message, man. Uh, and then here's one guy. You know, Keandre Miller. I thought there was some parts in this particular game. I thought. We're going to see the regular Keandre Miller we've been used to. I thought in the second period he played better defense. I was really keeping an eye on on him. But it really had bro- broken down. And I'm not trying to make excuses because of uh, no lingering or whatever. But, uh, you know, you you played up, you know, he moved up on uh, defensive pairings uh, with Fox, especially a lot of times with that. Uh, there's still no excuses. They got to, as a unit, just got to play better. No way around it, man. I, I, that's really all I have to say. Uh, what I'm getting out of this whole stand, because Glenn brought it up, RP, you know, you just lose, you know, these points, they, they're going to matter in, in, in a year. We, we all know that. But uh, Boston, I, I could kind of live with that, because they never really had the lead in that game. But the leads on Sunday and tonight, especially tonight, you know, two-goal lead, and you just gave it up like that at the start of the third period? Like, that's not what we're used to with Gallant, under Gallant. Mm-mm. No, definitely not what we're used to. But, you know, they're not playing good five-on-five. They're relying on the power play way too much. And other teams are getting smart. They're not taking as many penalties. They're not being as aggressive against the Rangers because they're not scoring five-on-five. They are scoring on the power play. So how do we eliminate that? You could be a little bit less aggressive because the Rangers aren't doing that much even strength, and you keep the man advantage away from them. And and that's right now the, the formula that's going to work against them. As much as the Rangers scored two power play goals tonight, the penalty killing gave up two power play goals tonight. Um, you know, there's so many things going on. You don't know where to where to start and where it ends. You know. I'm reading Gallant's uh, comments after the game now. I was happy with our game. I thought we played well. We worked hard. We competed. At the end of the day, we lost a tough hockey game. It's tough to swallow. Maybe it's maybe, 
but I didn't see the game like that. Did they play a good first period? Absolutely. Did they play a good third period? Not even close. They gave up three goals. They were running around a lot. They didn't score a goal in the third period. I don't care. You can say they played a good game. You, you again, did not play a 60-minute hockey game. And when are they going to learn that it's three periods? It's not one good period and two so-so periods. And it's just, there's just a lot going on. Like you said, okay, Andre Miller's not playing well. To me, Trouba looks like he's carrying the weight of the sea on his shoulder already after 14 games. Um, this team desperately missed Lindgren. Fox, I thought, played a, a solid game. And I was happy with Jones, Schneider, and I thought Hayek played pretty well. At the end of the day, they're going to need another veteran defenseman. If you're not going to allow Jones, but when Lindgren comes back, if you're not going to allow Jones to grow like all these other defensemen did over the last two years and make mistakes on the ice, then what's the purpose of keeping him up? He's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He's playing with Schneider, who has, what, 40 games maybe under his belt, if that many. You knew going into it these were going to be the growing pains on the blue line. But then you look at the way the defensemen are playing and the way the forwards aren't coming back, and it's the same story over and over. You're not scoring goals, and you're giving up shitty goals, and that's why we're losing all these hockey games. Because you want to know, I am guess I'm just getting tired of hearing, well, we got a point out of an overtime loss. You need wins. One point at a time isn't going to chip away. And they're just not finding a way to consistently put offensive pressure on the other team like they did in the first period. I thought the Rangers' first period today was excellent. Aside from the VC penalty that gave up the power play goal, they were all over the Islanders. I felt it was tilted. They were fast. There was some good action. But then as the game progressed, the Rangers, to me, looked like they expect the game to come to them. And it doesn't, and the Islanders got hot. And you can't, you know, 3-1 lead isn't a big lead in hockey. You have to start that third period on fire. Why go on to even try to put the, the kid line back together when the third period started is totally beyond me. They're always that smart three-man unit, defensively and offensively. So there's a lot going on, and I'm sure there's a lot going on in Gallant's head. But, you know, as a team, it seems to be the same conversations after every game. My problem is, is it is getting late in the season. You're almost a quarter of the season done already. 14 games played where they have six ones, it's it's not good enough. Not mm-hmm. that the Devils are playing better, as Steve said. The Islanders are playing better. The Flyers had a good start, though. They've fallen off a little bit. It's going to start running away from us. So Chesterkin hasn't played great. He hasn't played horrible. We're, we're used to a different level of hockey from just Thurkin. We're used to a different level of hockey from Kreider. And this is what I said when the season started. When you have two guys that had that good of a season last year, you can only fall off the mountain. And other than winning the cup, where were they going to go? And they're both having subpar seasons in my eyes. So, and don't get me wrong, just Thurkin is playing well, but I think everyone's expecting him to stand on his head every game. And maybe that's not going to happen as much as we did, say, when Lundqvist was involved. And the Rangers have to understand that. But if you just get more offense, the puck wouldn't be in our end as much. It's kind of a simple thing. Keep the puck on mm-hmm. their end, and they can't be in our end scoring goals. And mm-hmm. right now, that consistent pressure is it. How often do you see the Rangers cycle the puck? They did it in the first period, and then it's like they forgot how to do it the next two periods. Mm-hmm. Granted, they came out of that second period with a 3-1 lead. Kreider's power play goal was a little lucky, but of course we'll take it because he needed it and the team needed it. But again, not a lot of 5-on-5 scoring, and I thought the second period was a little bit more even in what the score dictated. And then the third period, the Rangers totally got blown out. Can't yeah. do that on home ice. You, you can't get mm-hmm. outscored in the third period in your building. It's just... That's crazy. You're going to lose all those <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you're going to lose most of those games. You get outscored at home in the third like that. Yeah, I agree, man. That's it's mind-boggling. Hey, Glenn, anything else you'd like to add uh, to this game yeah. and the previous games and upcoming games? Or? 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you see Gallant moving guys around, trying to fit guys in. There's been a couple of injuries that they've had a cover for. Um, and I think he's trying to find the right combinations. I mean, I think this is still kind of a, a feeling out period of where guys belong. I mean, it, it's basically the same team as last year, but there are some new guys. you got Kravtsov was in tonight, uh, Sammy Blay, VZ. Um, so there are guys that he's trying to – move around, which generally would drive me crazy. Uh, I'm more in favor of just keeping your lines together. Um, but I, I think he's trying to find out what what works, what doesn't, and, and who's going to fit where. And this is obviously the time of the season to do that. But it's the inconsistency of this team from game to game and even from period to period um, is is very frustrating. Um, you know, I mean, they had the Islanders on the ropes tonight. I was feeling pretty good between second and third period. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you give up that quick goal right away. That puts you, you know, it, it staggers you a little bit. And, uh, you know, they never were able to get back into the groove of, of protecting that lead or trying to extend it. And it's it just, and that's coming after what was, you know, not, I wouldn't say a dominant second period, but I mean they certainly had the better of the play in the second period. Uh, and why you can't continue that into the next period, uh, I just I don't understand. Same thing with Detroit. You had a nice first period. You're up to nothing. Um, you got a team that's young. You got a team that uh, you know shouldn't be able to come back at Madison Square Garden, uh, and you let them back in the game. And uh, it's just maddening right now, the, the, the inconsistency from period to period uh, of this team. And I, I think they, you know, he's going to have to find uh, the right combinations uh, uh, of the different lines, the right combinations on defense. I mean, right now, like RP mentioned, Keandre is not really taking that next step that we were expecting in his in, in this season. He still may, but as of right now, he hasn't. Um, I agree that Truba is kind of trying to do too much and uh, is getting himself out of position, maybe trying to cover for Keandre a little bit because he's not playing that well. Um, you know, I, I think they're all, like I said, trying to maybe trying to do too much, trying to, you know, losing focus on, on, on their positioning and where they should be. And uh, it just everything seems so – convoluted right now and you know that's why i'm hoping maybe they get on the road here and uh you know they they're going out they got some winnable games uh in the next uh few games on, on the road trip uh so i'm hoping maybe that you know that will snap them out of it uh but there's just uh like rp said there's just so many things to point out right now that uh, you don't know what to address first i mean other than other than power play, which, you know, is always going to be pretty good, uh, nothing else is consistent from uh, from one game to the next, period to the next, and it's just they gotta they gotta focus, they gotta figure this out, they gotta stop being too risky, they gotta start taking quality shots. Um, I mean, I think I saw they were uh, at least before uh, the game the other night. I think they were leading the the uh, league in shots on goal uh, per game, but they're not scoring. And uh, you know, I mean that that doesn't matter if you're not scoring. So they just have a lot of things that they have to work on. And uh, uh, again, you know, I don't want to overreact. It's early, but it's it's getting late. You know, it's getting to a point where you got to start. Uh, you know, making some progress with, with your game. And, uh, uh, you know, there are some guys out there I'm happy with. I think Hedl has looked good really all season and has the last couple of games since he's been back. Um, you know, Sammy Blaze caused that turnover that turned into a goal. I mean, that's that's some of the things he does. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of guys just uh, – you know, you, you notice them one game and then you don't notice them the next game. I mean, Trocek is one guy that's pretty much showed up every night, too. But, um, you know, there are some nights you see Lafreniere and others you don't. Uh, Kreider, you do, and then you don't. And, we're, you know, we're used to that. Um, Rick, but, can I ask uh, you a question about that? Yes. 
How do you feel about moving him to his natural left wing position? It feels like when he's at that right wing position, on he's on the second line right now with Chocek, right? Yeah. So why not get him? Like, are we trying to? Or are they trying to trying to get more out of? VC with when they're in that pairing because I don't because that's one guy I thought we needed to talk about where if Kreider score, scoring dips from last year because that's a lot for him in a career year yep. who picks up that scoring on the rest of the team we, we all said in this in the summer like Lafriere is it should be taking the next right. step and Kako behind right. him we knew Kako was going to be at the top we knew Kako was going to be at the top uh, right winger. Uh, with yep. uh, Zibinijad at some point. But what about Lafreniere? Because I think he's the guy you get him going. But you get him at where he's comfortable at. But it feels like, okay, well, we got to get VC going. we got to get Kratzov going. Like, what are, your, what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, when we talked before the season started, I felt that they had to find a way to get Lafreniere into the top six. And the only way to do that was to make him switch over to right wing on the second line. But it it, it just seems like trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole. Uh, he's clearly more comfortable, uh, especially with his defensive responsibilities on the left wing. So it's kind of a conundrum. Do, do, you, do you try to get him, force him into the, the top six and have him play the off wing? Or do you, uh, you know, put him back together uh, with a heedle on the third line? Um, uh I mean, to me, I, I hate to say it, he just seems more comfortable on the left wing. Now, maybe as he uh, gets more games under his belt to the right wing, uh, as the season goes on, he'll he'll do better. Uh, I think they tried that a little bit last year, and it didn't work, and they kind of closed, uh, closed up on that experiment pretty quickly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's a first-round pick, and, and – I don't feel like we're getting enough out of him. Uh, you know, this is his third year now that he's here. Uh, I feel like we should be getting more out of him than uh, than we have been. And uh, he just seems more comfortable to me uh, watching on TV uh, on the left wing. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but it just seems like I he's know, more I agree. comfortable on the but that's the Yeah, I think that's the point. I want to get RP's thoughts after that because that's the point. I don't think we are getting enough out of him, not because I don't think it's him. I think no. he's only being done what's asked of him. So I think the mistake is if we're going to put VC over there, I mean, you're seeing right now that you're not getting the maximum out of your top one, you know, your top draft pick from a couple of drafts. Right. Ago. So I, right. I, I'm with you. I would put him on the left wing with Trocek. I, I, why, why not? You know, um, yeah. RB, what are your thoughts on that? And we go back to Glenn on that. Because I think this maximization on some of these individual plays we could get out of. Uh, we, I think the Kreider, thing, the Kreider score, like, there's no way he could keep that up. You know, that was a career year. No. So, okay, where do you make up for it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they had, they started Lafreniere on the left wing with Trotrek and DC tonight. So, I mean... I don't know. Sometimes I think they put too much into left wing, right wing. I mean, these guys know how to play the game. And, yeah, maybe they're uncomfortable in the beginning because it's just something they're used to doing. But if they're pro athletes here, it shouldn't take that long to adjust from left to right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I know it changes some of the scoring, but the way they switch back and forth when they're on the ice in a regular game situation, I, I think sometimes it gets too played out of proportion. Um, th- this kid can play left or right wing, and in my opinion. He's a gritty, scrappy forward. I just think it's taking just these guys' time to develop, and I know that's not a good answer, but it was the same thing with Kako. Hell, it was the same thing with Hedo. I mean, it's it just not – they're not progressing because they've had a lot of changes. They're not progressing because until this year, he wasn't playing all these minutes a game because he was on the third line, and I just think there's a lot more to it but I don't think it's left wing, right wing is the majority of the problem why he's not scoring. I think he's got a confidence problem. I I think he has the same problem that Kako had earlier. He doesn't drive to the net with the puck. And it's not, that's not his game. His game is 
getting those dirty garbage goals, getting those shots on top of the slot and, and trying to pop a goal in. It, it's a different style of play. I think as a whole, the, the whole line top to bottom, he's got to start changing around a little bit. See, I have no trouble that he's been changing the lines because I remember the years back with Elaine Vigneault, Mm-hmm. When either he changed the lines every night, or we kept the same crappy line for six, seven games in a row, there mm-hmm. wasn't much more Galan could do but change lines because we're not scoring five on five. He's going to have to change them again. You have to find the lines that are scoring, and I don't care if that means Jabonajov on the third line. And I'm not saying that he deserves to be. What I'm saying is whatever combination works, it doesn't matter if you want two or three. <laughs> Get the combos together first, then worry about who's your top line and who's your bottom line and all that crap. Mm-hmm. And the other thing while we're on the topic, <laughs> I think the Rangers got killed in a Stanley Blaze trade. Because you can't tell me Blaze is anywhere better than what Buchnevich was. We had a top six offensive player, and Blaze to me is looking more and more like a bottom four, uh, a bottom six kind of a player. And yeah, him, well, that's what he is. You know, so making the right I mean, moves. Six. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, but last year when he and the, and the, before he hurt the knee, he was on the first line and he was this great hockey player, or, or this could be this great hockey player. And, and I don't see that. I want to see Gutierrez in the lineup more over Blake right, and yeah. or over Carpenter. If Carpenter isn't going to center, then Carpenter shouldn't be in the lineup. Putting Gaudreau at center and Carpenter on the why right did he wing, do that? I I have no why idea why he did that. Gutierrez has okay. been playing with hustle. He's been getting scoring okay. chances. I agree. It's a faster fast line when Gutierrez on the ice. I agree. So that 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 was of all the moves tonight, that was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. That Carpenter was playing in that spot. I uh, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I had no trouble with Kraftstoff on the third line. You know, he's coming off all these injuries. He hasn't got into any groove. And and that's the right. That was the right spot with them. And playing with Hugh and Kreider is not really a bad line. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it, you know, when you look at those three plays, you're like, wow, for a third line, if you're looking at that on paper, like, damn, that's a pretty good third line if Kraftstoff can keep up and not get hurt and, and, and play his position. Yeah. But it's a carpenter blaze Goodrow fourth line is a horrible fourth line for this team. Mm-hmm. With the plays that you have and all, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I thought Panarin's playing a small game still. He was driving to the net. He was making some plays. His, his speed, he looks faster this year than he has last year. I mean, did Bonadrop hit the post early? We had a couple of posts early. We had that close goal that was right on the goal line that didn't go in. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they didn't, they didn't score five on five. What would they score two today? The same, <clears throat> the same problem. So he's going to have to keep changing lines up. And, I mean, there's only so much that we can change because your centers are your centers. So you can always change around your wingers. And I give Golan credit for that. He put Panarin with Zimbanajad. You know, Kreider with Hedo, people are saying it was a downgrade. I think Kreider with Hedo was great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see I don't see a problem with that because Hedo is playing at such a higher level than he has. You know, he's evolved into the hockey player you wanted him to evolve into. So I, I had no trouble with that. But then you look at that fourth line and you're like, the Islanders are just all over him. Goudreau was taking penalties. Blaze was playing okay, but nothing spectacular. And I don't remember hearing Carpenter's name all night. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's just not that's not going to get it done. So yeah, through you know what's funny, guys, is through all of this, it's the same things that we're missing: another strong offensive player, whether he's on the second line or the first line, and a starting defenseman, veteran, mm-hmm. and they're in the same spot here. And now. So you don't have, you know, you have those two rookies on the third pair, and you're missing Lindgren. Bad defensive team that just got worse. Mm-hmm. As bad as they were playing, Lindgren makes them a better hockey team. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. Now, 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 you, you know, people can say, "Oh, Lindgren's only a a bruiser, or he's a big hitter." Lindgren is that. Dan Girardi. He's he's Dan Girardi. He's that right. Well, right. You could you you put him out there. And if they score on you, well, it wasn't from a damn lack of effort or a dumb pass or a stupid mm-hmm. play, for the most part. For the most part. When he's not there, you know, how can Fox be explosive when Hayek's on his, his partner? There's no way, you know, until the third period, he couldn't be Adam Fox because you got to worry about Hayek's play. 
That's why me, I would have put Schneider with with Fox tonight. Mm. I thought that I thought that would and make Jones and and Hayek your. And I understand why they didn't do it because they're trying to get Jones and Schneider acclimated. And when they make a mistake, you can say, well, it was the two rookies and it was okay. But if it's you know, let's just say Fox and Schneider and Schneider make a mistake, oh, you know, it's a different outlook. So yeah. you just got to play the game. With the the best players you have, and put think it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Well, it didn't work, and I tried." And you don't see that from the coaching staff a lot either. You know, the other night, I was surprised Gallant was asked about Schneider getting benched, and he was like, "Well, my assistant coach does that." And I'm going to myself, the assistant coach is benching players. I haven't really heard that before. Mm-hmm. Normally, the head coach has a little bit of a say in that. You know, and you can't keep. <clears throat> putting Jones down for making mistakes that a rookie mistakes a rookie makes. It's only fourteen games. You know, he makes a mistake and you bench him. He makes a mistake, you send him out of the lineup. How's he supposed to get his confidence? He needs to know that all right, you make a mistake, you're gonna come back and do it. I mean K Andre Miller made mistakes but he's with Trubus, so they put him right back out there. So they have to balance it a little bit better so that these guys will learn. Because Jones has been playing good. Schneider's been playing good. Even Hayek's been better than we all thought. But at the end of the day, they still need a veteran defenseman. Right. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Anything, go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think with Jones, they put their stake in the ground that they're going to go with him. Uh, you know, they they moved uh, Lundqvist. Uh, they pretty much said that, you know, Jones is going to be the guy. And, you know, I look at Schneider from last year, and, you know, we we spoke about it when we got to the end of the season, the playoffs, of how much Schneider had improved from the time he was brought up, uh, where we had a lot of confidence in him at the end of the season and in the playoffs. And I think with Jones, they got to do the same thing. they got to just keep him out there, get him acclimated with Schneider, and uh, I think we're going to be, you know, happy with him when we get toward the end of the season. But, uh, they have to do that. I mean, I, I, I to me, Hayek is, is the seventh defenseman. And, um, you know, obviously you're going to put him in the lineup when somebody's hurt. But, I mean, he, to me, he's the seventh defenseman. And yet, especially with defensemen, even more than forward lines, I think you have to really give these guys a lot of repetition, a lot of minutes, uh, have them know where each other is going to be. And, and that's where you, you see the uh, – you know, the improvement as the season goes on. So, uh, you know, I want to see Jones out there every night. Uh, and I want to see him out there with Schneider as much as possible because we know that that's what we're going to be uh, doing at the end of the season. So, um, you know, I think I think that's what Gallant's got to do. we got to, we got to start settling uh, on who's going to be playing where. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I think Kreider, Heedle, Kraftsoff, it's a pretty good line. Now, I think that's temporary. I don't think it's going to stay that way. But that would open up a spot for Lafreniere on the left wing uh, with either Panarin with Zbanejad or with uh, Trocek. And then he'd be, you know, on, on the uh, on the left side. Now, you know, again, like I said, I think he, I think he feels more comfortable on the left side. But if you're going to put him on the right side, then just put him on the right side and leave him there. And let him get a lot of games under his belt, and he'll he'll get more comfortable as the season goes on. But a lot of this switching back and forth, moving guys up and down, and everything, yeah, this is the time to 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 do it. But by about the twenty game mark, I want to start seeing these lines get solidified um, because I think that uh, you know that's the only way this is going to work. You can't keep moving guys off their their natural wing up and down the, the lineup. Um, I have always been an advocate going back to my days of, uh, uh, you know, the, the 70s watching this team that uh, I really want coaches to just leave these guys together and, and let them work it out themselves. Let them work out their communication, let their positioning, everything. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that we're going to see that, uh, you know, toward the end of this month, by the beginning of December, we're going to start seeing some more consistency with the lines. Yeah, RP, uh, real quick, I want to go back to you on the VC, no, not VC, Lafreniere, uh, you know, left wing, right wing. The, the the thing I will 
probably push back a little bit because watching it closely, especially there was a sequence in this home series with Lafreniere, Lafreniere trying to go through the neutral zone from the right side. I, I watched it closely, right? And especially on a line shift. I think, and I agree with you, RP. That's I think that's part of why I why I want to see him more on the level, or is it more so trying to neuter Jimmy VC tonight? Because they're saying, okay, I think Lafreniere is probably more talented with the stick because both of those guys are lefty shots, VC and uh, mm-hmm. Lafreniere. So they're going to say, okay, we'll put Lafreniere because he's more skilled with the puck, but. Lafreniere, like, I'm with you. Like, he's probably more of the grit guy. He's probably more a guy down in the circles, tough around the nets. That's more Lafreniere's game. And there mm-hmm. were sequences in, in his home where he's split. He, you know, he, he's trying out there. I'm not knocking it. You know, splitting defenders or trying to get through. And he almost did it at one point. But that's not necessarily his game. So it goes back to, okay, what are we going to get out of VC? And, you know, they don't want to put him at right wing because I think that sometimes certain guys are just more dominant where they're comfortable at. And it's not necessarily because, okay, one guy's a left wing, one's a right wing. Both of those guys have lefty shots. And I think Lafayette is more deadlier than VC, which is why I would at least put Lafayette. If we're trying to maximize guys or their talent level, their, their, to help this team win, especially, you know, offensively, Lafayette's defense I'm not worried about. But offensively, to get him going, it's, I, I would put him where he – why we got him in the first place. You know, that lefty shot, that grit around the net, like you said, that's where I agree with you because him trying to receive passes from Trochez, and that's not Trochez's fault. It's just where the coach is putting him in. And then just where he's coming in when he's getting into the offensive zone. Is, that's, my only, that's my only thing I'm saying about that. Mm-hmm. I got you. I mean, he led the team in, in even strength goals last year with 19. And, and right. he started off slow. He started off slow. So, uh, and, and he spent the whole year on uh, obviously on the left wing with with Heedle. So, um, you know, I mean, he's got the offensive skills to do it. He doesn't mind getting his nose dirty. Uh, so, use him. Uh, you know, wh- where he's got his his best chances of scoring goals, and God knows they need that right now. Oh, you ain't lying. One more thing, RP, about that uh, trade with Bushnevich, because that team had a hell of a year last year. They had an office uh, office of explosion of blues. I think seven of those, seven of those guys had twenty goals or more. I, Bushnevich, I think that I think he's been hurt a little bit this year. I think he only mm-hmm. played like half the yeah. game, so also mm-hmm. a slower start. So that is something to keep an eye on because we're big on that. We've always been doing this Zabinajad and. Uh, Derek Broussard, watch where are they now? And obviously, we, we clearly won that trade. So that I'm with you. Like we got to keep it, keep tabs on what's going on with St. Louis. But I think that was more about we wanted to get more physical, right? That was more about okay, mm-hmm. we want to be more of a physical team. We'll right. give up some potential offense, and that's kind of where we are right now. You know, alternating Reeves and, and Sammy Blay. And I think that was kind of the right move despite the circumstances, because we, we were tired of Tom Wilson coming in and beating us the hell up and embarrassing us <laughs> in his season. So, right. that's it. There were also some cap issues, remember, too, of, of being able to pay Bush Oh, Nevis. shit, yeah, you're right. And, <laughs> well, you're absolutely and, right. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, I remember watching Sammy Blay in St. Louis, the, the year when they won the Cup and, you know, those couple of years before we got him. And I loved him. I mean, he was like a he, he was buzzing all over the ice. He had speed. He was hitting everything that moved. Um, so you know, when they went out and and did that, when they got Sammy Blay, I was happy that they got him. I hated to give up Bushnevich, but Bushnevich is obviously a top six uh, right wing, right, one or two. But if you look at what Drury was looking at at the time, you, you're looking at uh, you know Kreider. You're looking at Kreider. Zabanajad, Kako, Lafreniere, uh, at the time Ryan Strom, and Panarin. We had our top six. Where was Bushnevich going to fit in there? He was going to wind up maybe on the third line or leave him where he was with Zabanajad and Kreider and then, and then hold Kako back. So, you know, there were a lot of circumstances there where, you know, I hated to give him up, but I was like, all right, you know, I understand. We, we got guys that can replace him. And, of course, like you mentioned, we were coming off the, the Tom Wilson debacle, and everybody was saying, oh, this team's got to go. I mean, that's why J.D. and Gordon got fired, right? 
that they didn't address <laughs> yeah, yeah. toughness on the team. So, mm-hmm. so Drury, you know, went out and got Reeves, uh, made the trade for Sammy Blay, and, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately he got hurt early last year, and the guy's coming off an ACL, and we're looking at him, you know, playing, I don't know how many games he's played this year, seven, six. Um, you know, and maybe he's, he's not there yet. And it may take all year for him to get there with an injury like that, to, to recover his speed. To, I mean, he, he made a hit tonight that, that caused a goal. Uh, I don't know if it was Pollock or, or Pellick, one of them, that he hit over in the corner, forced a turnover, and the puck's in the net. And that's the kind of guy he is. But he's a bottom six. And once we get these lines figured out, he and VZ are going to have to be in the bottom six and most likely the fourth line because you're looking at Heedle, Kraftsoff, and whether it's Kreider, whether it's Lafreniere, whoever. So there's your third line. So guys like VZ and Blair are going to be fourth line players with Goodrow, with Carpenter, with Reeves. You know, you can mix and match depending on who you're playing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to mention that too. I mean, uh, you know, but we'll see how it turns out. But I loved Sammy Blay in St. Louis when I would watch Blues games, and I was happy when we got him. So we'll see how it works out. Right. Let's double down. Glenn, give us some final thoughts, and we'll go to RP uh, and get into the Rangers' Twitter beef uh, this week. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> go your final thoughts. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want to bring up something personal that came to me in the in the game tonight. That goal that uh, didn't quite make it across the goal line, Mm-hmm. reminded me of back when I was playing, and you guys know I was a goalie. At the beginning of every period, and even during the periods and everything, I would build this little, like, uh, uh, ice-shaving ball right on the goal line. And not so much as that it was going to do anything, but it kind of made me feel like I, I got this wall behind me that, you know, I got built up here and, you know, something gets by me. And it, it just made me feel better, gave me a little more confidence, as stupid as that sounds. I mean, you know how goalies are. We're crazy, right? But mm-hmm. a couple of times it actually came in handy. A couple of times it actually did stop the puck like it did tonight. So for any goalies that are out there listening or any guys that used to play goal, I don't know if you used to do that too, but uh, if you if you saw what happened tonight with that, with the puck just stopped, um, it, it just reminded me of what I used to do back in the day. So that, that's my final thought. Shout out to you, Glenn, man. Thanks, man. Hopefully by the time we get back here, get back to some winning ways uh, next Tuesday. No game. Uh, we have, I think we're out west, right? We're going out yep. west yep. next week. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be – RP, you want to be on here at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? Because that will be our last episode before uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, let's do 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight o'clock. Some, uh, All right. All right. Sounds. Ah, I can rock with that. Shout out to RP. Okay, RP. Forever Blue Shirts and Pirate Sports Media. Uh, we'll get the we'll get this Twitter thing popping with the fans, and of course on the gram, we'll we'll get, stir up some conversation. But uh, but a lot of those fans take it too personal, man. They want to fight and stuff. Like, like really, really fight just for an opinion. Yeah. Like, easy. Well, calm down. But yeah. final thoughts, sir. That, that's there is. There is no especially calm down when you articles, Especially for especially tomorrow. Articles, oh, that's what's man. fun, like, yeah. Yeah. They don't <laughs> seem to like what I write, but that's okay. But, but I don't just get keep it. Re- like, just keep reading it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. Just I, keep I, reading I, them. Absolutely. I know. I appreciate that. Now, you know, it's just everything we went over tonight and we've been going over for the majority of the season has to be improved. Yeah. They should be able to snap out of it and start putting some wins together, but you know, games are counting down. The first quarter of the season is almost over. And uh, let's just hope the coaching staff finds that chemistry that that works and that these guys get to still score more consistently and we'll get some wins. And uh, just keep following me on Ranger Proud, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Empire Sports Media, Forever Blue Shirts. I appreciate all the support. And uh, I'll catch you gentlemen next Tuesday. All right. Shout out to RP. Um, we'll go out with a bang next Tuesday, 8 p.m. We'll do the 8 p.m. joint. And who the hell we got next? I know we got um, – because we We're got going back to Detroit. Oh, Detroit. We got Detroit. Detroit, 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 Detroit and Nashville. Red Wings. Detroit and Nashville are the next two, at least. Yeah. yeah. Two winnable games. Yeah, the Detroit. Two winnable games.
the Detroit one is definitely um, interesting because how we just played against them. They they're they are a uh, scrappy, energetic team. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. like like if you don't come to play, they they will beat you. You've, you've been saying that all in the off season, and, and it goes to show what happened on Sunday. We'll talk about it. Uh, shout out to Scott. Another happy birthday to Scott. He damn, that's another home loss for him. That was the Blue Jack. Oh, that's another thing. He was in that Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets had like that one win versus other, or maybe two right. other wins. Right. <laughs> what the? Is, we gotta tell Scott no more home games for you, sir. Well, we gotta talk to we gotta talk to Madison <laughs> security to uh, yeah, stop him at the door. Jim, his uh, a picture of Scott, and then also all his uh, Halloween masks too. Like just in case yeah, he really? comes yeah. in, try to, try to disguise himself. But shout out to Scott. Yeah. Face Up Hockey <laughs> Podcast on YouTube with Patrick. Give him a shout on on Twitter as well on YouTube. And Glenn for RP myself eight o'clock next week. RP Glenn eight o'clock. You heard the man. We're going to make it at eight o'clock. Sounds good. No excuses to nope. miss it. Nope, not at all, man. And what was if you're on Twitter, Glenn? Let's, I mean, I know you're on Twitter, but yeah, we, that's where the fun is, man. I'm telling you. Sangre yeah, Oso, I, I got to get more active. I got to get more active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, me too. With the uh, well, all the rest of the teams as well for the hockey, all the sports. It's just it's, it's just different animal than than Facebook. Yeah, I'm sure the same thing with the Graham. All right, yep. Sangria so uh, Blue Shirts lose to the Islanders, three straight home losses. What the f? Blue Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,